Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are broadcasting live today from the Dish Professionals. Call them 801-424-DISH, 801-424-3474. I don't want to steal Ryan's thunder entirely, but uh, extra 100 bucks off just for being a Big Show listener and calling during the show today. So 801 801- Four two four dish. Austin Horton producing today as usual at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena, and of course uh, next to me here at uh, the table is Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Jake. How are you on this fine Monday? I'm good, dude. I'm good. You have a nice weekend. I did. Really good weekend. Busy weekend, but a really good one. There was a certain game that was going on yeah. that I was covering. I know you. There. You wrote about it at great length. I did. I did. That was a longer than usual column that I wrote. Got a little deep into it. But, but, uh, you know, I mean, essentially, some things are worthy of uh, getting, you know, getting into. Did did Aaron complain or did he say, well, it's probably not going in the hard copy of the paper, so you do what you want? Uh, Well, there's only one hard copy. Right, right, right. And And I'm guessing it wasn't the one this column was meant for. So probably length was of no difference, you know. Yeah. But I felt like you were writing for ESPN page two back in the day. <laughs> oh, you mean like Bill Simmons used to Yeah, do I feel it? like they had some really great stuff on that site, but I never fully digested it because I could <laughs> never get through like the, the, the 60 pages of material that their writers would write. No, I read your column. It. I'm, I'm teasing. I thought you did a nice job. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I guess one thing BYU fans are waiting for on the radio, and I put it in print. But I will say it on the radio today is. Hold on. You want to tease it? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the split. We'll open up with this. I think I, we should probably highlight dot, it dot, a dot. little bit more. Yeah. All right. I was dot, dot, dot. Because I, I feel like this is a setup for something good. Oh, well, I mean, it's something I don't usually do. <laughs> 801 dish Oh, man, that's a tease. All right. Stay tuned. For, stick through this imaging, folks, because this is going to be good. Let's talk about the game. Go ahead, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Here, the story is BYU. They haven't beaten the youths since November of 2009. And they're going to do it tonight. Alger gets the first down. Now BYU can go into victory formation. They have not said that in this rivalry in a long, long time. I think he's definitely up there, absolutely. <clears throat> so, you know, very grateful for the president of the school and, and those who make those decisions, um, athletic directors, and, and, and moving us in that direction. So that was great news, but, you know, we're just happy to, to get the win tonight and you know, be able to enjoy both. Well, Gordon, uh, the streak ends at 9. BYU beats Utah on Saturday 26-17. to 17. Um, You had a dynamite tease before we hit the imaging there. Why don't you uh, go ahead and complete that thought? First, before I do that, let yeah. me say that I heard DJ on the postgame show uh, that uh, he made an appearance on I made an appearance on it with Hans. And I don't know, did, did, was PK on there too? I'm not sure. But anyway, um, he said that no team in the rivalry had ever won more than nine straight. And BYU uh, or Utah did it back in the day, and then BYU did it with Lavelle, and now Utah has done it, but none of them could get to 10. So... That must be where the line in the sand is drawn. It's a lot of football. Nine, Nine consecutive games. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. But anyway, you were so, saying. 
What I was saying was, hey, can I get a drum roll on this, Austin? I mean, I'm sure you uh, got a drum. Do you have a dr- snare drum right there in the producer's? Uh, the, you know, I mean, do you, do you, do you have one uh, there yet? You know, back in the day in radio, they had all those, <laughs> they had all those sound effects that they used to use. There it is. I was wrong. I was wrong. I admit it. I, I admitted it in print, and now I will admit it on our air. I uh, underestimated how good BYU is. And look, there's reason to do that. I mean, I wasn't the only one on our station that was essentially saying, hey, I'll believe BYU can be, beat Utah when I see it happen. And it hadn't happened in so long, I couldn't remember what that would be like. And so I picked Utah, obviously. You were more correct than I was because you said it would be close, uh, although you really weren't all that correct either in that regard. But uh, anyway. Well, in what regard? I was, I was wrong. I picked Utah because I thought Utah had too much athleticism, too much speed for BYU, and that did not show itself. So an apology to BYU fans and BYU, the team, the coaches, the players, for – underestimating them. And I'm not going to sit here today. I've heard a lot of people ripping Utah and saying, ah, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. They could have done this better. Well, what else? And the players and coaches are saying that too. And what else can they say? No, we're just not good enough to beat those guys. Uh, But in my opinion, they weren't. And that's based on what I saw happen on the field. And so those who want to rip Utah – that diminishes uh, the respect, the newfound respect I have for BYU in this particular group. So I think BYU just was better than Utah. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time ripping the Utes. I know there were some mistakes. BYU made mistakes too. But BYU was just better prepared. They played better. And they're better based on what I saw on the field on Saturday night. They seem to be a better team. And I did not know that. I didn't know it, and now I kind of do. Now, we'll see what happens this week when they have to play Arizona State, a very good team, and we'll see if they can be consistently good. But, man, they just they just took it to the Utes, and there was nothing the Utes could do about it. I think it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I agree with most of that. I think I was giving BYU a little more credit going into this game, maybe than others. But, well, you did. Well, you thought the score would be closer. 22 to 18 was not far off. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. What was I going to do? Pay for your house? Uh, t- 26 to 17. Uh, you no, know, you were going to pay for Sadie's College. Oh, that's yeah, right. you were going to. I knew. Was, I knew it was going to be punitive. Even even nobler a cause uh, there, <laughs> which you're still well welcome to do if if you so choose. Um, but I I think I don't want to disagree with what you said about BYU. Certainly being the better team on that night, I mean, you can't say enough. I, I They made the plays they had to make at the the right times and the, the game plan they came up. I, I agree with all of that. But I think that Utah is the story. I oh, more, I disagree. I think more I could, of the I, story of the game I couldn't, I, I I couldn't disagree is, more. is Utah. BYU is the story. They're the team that made the progress. They're the team that showed up to play. Why, all why, that is, all why, that is, is true. why is Utah a bigger story? All, all of that is true. Well, partially because I, I think I wish people would get uh, put a lid on the hype train for a minute with Utah. They're coming out of camp. They're going to win the national championship Nobody every said single that. year. And, uh, the, Nobody it, said and that. that. Nobody suggested that. And Utah has been good. And uh, they have been good, yeah. But the, the reality is, is this is how most of those games go. There's a lot of mistakes and there's a lot of, you know, one thing that surprised me, and Coach Witt, to his credit, absolutely talked about this today, is the defense got pushed around. Yeah, they did. That's a huge story because that doesn't happen to Utah. Yeah, so I they, it. Uh, and, it, it, and BYU, Texas, Texas did it to them. And BYU in gets, the bowl game. gets credit for that, too. So that's why I'm not – I don't want to disagree with your point because I don't. But I think it's more of a story that that – 
that particular shortcoming and that Charlie Brewer's got a long way to go. Well, I mean, and, and the receivers aren't there yet. Yeah. The offensive line did Again. not play well, and, and there was a lot of execution mistakes Utah was talking about, but those are big stories I've, because I've, everybody I, I, everybody's talked about Charlie Brewer every other sentence for the last two months, and he played a bad game. How is that a bigger story than what Jaron Hall did? I mean, Jaron Hall, and look, I, I, I don't think he's a great quarterback yet. He were... might be, but that, that, that touchdown run where he stepped out of bounds, what was that, about almost 70 yards, that, he was shot out of a cannon. He was flying down the field. I had no clue but that I, he had that kind of ability. I expected him to be good, and he was good. But did you expect him to be that good? Did you expect BYU's offensive line to handle Utah's defense the way well, it did? Did you expect BYU's defense to utilize either through skill or stratagem or, or, or talent, whatever it is, to put that kind of pressure on Charlie Brewer the way they did? I mean, they, BYU is what made BYU is what made Utah uncomfortable. Utah wasn't naturally uncomfortable. BYU made them do this. Right. And, Jake, you've seen this. You've played enough tennis to know. I've seen it happen time and time and time again where one player on one occasion, man, you're looking at him going, what's the matter with this player? They don't look good at all. And the reason is because the opponent was making that player look that way. And that's exactly what BYU was doing to Utah. I agree. And that's why this is a dumb argument because really what's a bigger story is, is translation. What are you more surprised at? That BYU played well or Utah played badly? And, and so there's no right answer. But, but Jaron Hall, let's talk about him for a second because he, you know, you look at his stats and they were all right. 18 of 30, uh, 149 yards, three touchdowns. But remember what Rob Morris told us last week. He said Jaron Hall is going to be the difference. Can he step up and make a huge play when his team needs him the yeah. most? And the answer to that is yeah. yeah, which is good news because that means you got a gamer on your hands and, and he'll refine the game and, and improve as a quarterback as his career goes along. But do you have a guy who's going to go out there and, and make plays to win the game? And the, that resounding answer is, is yes. And I don't know if I doubted that about Jaron Hall per se, but I certainly didn't know that. And now we know that going forward. And that, that is a big story. But I, I'm, I'm surprised Utah got pushed around. I'm surprised that, uh, that the offensive e- e- execution wasn't far better. I'm not re- surprised about the wide receivers because speaking of believe that when I see it, I'm in that mode with Utah wide receivers. But the, the running game, uh, Makai Bernard grabbed that job by the, by the cojones. But outside of that, I think you've got to say that, that Thomas's performance was certainly well, a disappointment. He, he fumbled, and, and so I, when, he, when he fumbled, I thought, okay, we're not going to see him for a while. So Charlie Brewer's um, teammates weren't really doing him a whole lot of favors, but there also were some throws that just weren't there. And so I think, you know, the, the hype around Utah going into the season was, well, they've got a quarterback now, so look out. Here well, come the Utes. And I don't, they're a long way from that. They're a long way from that. And, and Well, when they play an opponent like BYU played. Who played well sa- and had Saturday a good game night. plan. And how yeah. about the secondary? Shout out to Norma Char- Gonzalez who Char- told us about them in camp. Char- Charlie Brewer is not just naturally a bad quarterback. BYU imposed its will on him. That's what happened in that game. Everybody wants to rip these guys. And I get it. It's a competitive situation. It's been, that's what football is, right? But BYU is doing the things necessary to make Utah play the way it did. And, yeah, of course, I guess the fan could say, well, I mean, Utah has to overcome that. And I, I guess that could be a criticism. But I just thought BYU maybe didn't play absolutely off the charts, but they played awfully well. Yes, and, and they still have the dumb that. penalties that could have been costly for them. When Utah got the ball, and this speaks to what you were saying about Jaron Hall, when Utah scored that touchdown to cut it to six, right. and you're sitting there going, okay, I could see Utah winning this game the by Jason, one point. The Jason Shelley game all over again. Yeah, where th- here This it goes. inevitability of it unwinding on BYU. Here it yeah, goes. Absolutely. And what happens Jaron Hall marches his team down the field to get the field goal. Would have been a touchdown if he hadn't stepped on the line there on that fantastic run. I mean, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I haven't seen a BYU quarterback run like that since Steve Young. And, and, and that includes Taysom Hill. Because I, I don't think Taysom Hill could blow down the sideline like that. 
I mean, Jaron Hall really showed something on that play. And it, but not just from a physical standpoint, he showed the moxie necessary for a quarterback to really lead his team. It, it wasn't an impatient run, I didn't feel like either. Not just that one particularly, but his judgment to run or pass throughout the game. I didn't yeah. feel like he was out there looking to run per se. But he almost he, got 100 yards. And he, but, but I think he chose his moments yeah. well, which is, I, I guess, the point I'm trying to get to. I Yeah, I, th- I think all the stuff you say about BYU, that, that's why this, this argument is dumb. But I do think that, that Utah playing like it did was a bigger surprise to me than BYU playing well. I mean, we know Coach Sataki, we know Coach Roderick, you know, we know how important this game is, first of all, but they've they've had teams ready to play and ready to go. And that team was ready to go, to your point. BYU was was in the moment. They wanted it more. They had a better game plan across the board. But this, was my, this is why I think BYU is the story here, is because I thought all those things you thought, but – that was true in the past, in, in some uh, in some occasions, and 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 BYU overcame it. You know, they were good enough to overcome this nine game skid, and that to me showed me what what I I guess convinced me that on that night that team was the story because they the way they played and the way they played the plays they made when they had to make them. That last drive was absolutely stellar. And when, when, when Whittingham decided to go for a touchdown instead of kick the field goal to tie it up, uh, I was sitting there going, well, that's, that's interesting that he's going to do that. I mean, you like to see aggression out of your coach, right? But I said, I said, that's a mistake. He, should, he needs to tie this game up now. And he went for it, didn't get it, and BYU marches down the field for a touchdown? That. Can I can I emphasize your point with a bad analogy for a second? Sure. That's why the the master chess players beat the computer, because sometimes the right move isn't what the math would make sense of it, right? Because Wit has this sheet famously. He's talked about it, right? Where masters put together probabilities and give him a, a roadmap for when he should go and when he shouldn't. So if the odds makers would probably tell you his odds of getting that first down and and you know, scoring based on where they were on the field was that was the right move. Wait, and wait, that's wait, wait. It was fourth to. and three, not fourth and one. It was, I thought it was fourth and two, but I could, I you know, thought whatever. It, was three. It, was anyway. more, it doesn't matter. It was more than one, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the, the analytics are probably correct. The, the probabilities probably would, would tell you to go for it there, but the feel of the game, it being that game, yeah. it being on the road, you're of overcoming mistakes early. There's all these weird, like, human stuff that, that, that plays into a decision like that. And so, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to take emotion out of it, just give me the math and when I should go for it and when I shouldn't. You know, that is what it is and probably is helpful. But that was a situation where his brain needed to take over and go, <laughs> listen, you know, I, I've got the feel of this football game and the right thing to do is tie this up and squash this little – you know, boost of confidence to the team that's won nine in a row. I'm just going to tie it up, and then we're going to look back in the rearview mirror, and nobody's going to care about that decision one bit. But not, but going for it and getting stopped was a huge moment in that game. It sure was. Huge moment in that game. Not only did and it boost the defense, it boosted the offense. It absolutely boosted the whole team. So that was a, a, that's one of those things that's the magic part about sports is you can go to the analytics and the numbers and all this stuff, and it can be useful, but at some point it's going to come down to you've got to make a decision that's right for your team. And in this case, the math people were wrong. That was the wrong choice. Well, the reason I think that your question, uh, what was the bigger story, is an interesting one, even though it is somewhat illogical, because obviously it's both. But the reason I answer the way I do is because, again, let me repeat myself, Charlie Brewer usually doesn't play like that. Somebody forced him to play that way. And that makes that changes the, the story. BYU outgained the Utes on the ground through the air overall. They picked up more first downs. They ran a ton more plays. What else did they do? They, uh, they on uh, third down. They were 11 of 19 on third down, BYU was. What were the Utes? Two of nine. That's a huge stat. That was a huge part of the game. That was a I huge mean, component. They, they, sure. they, possession, time of possession, 11 minutes longer that the Cougars had the ball. No sacks for Utah. 
See, that's why you say it like that. No sex for Utah? That's right. why it's a big but, story. Yeah, that's, but, but who was stopping them from getting the sacks? I don't know. But not yeah. many not many teams do that to Utah, right? That's why BYU deserves a whole lot of credit. Sure. I, I don't disagree with that. Again, that's why this is a dumb argument. I know. Because I, I really don't, don't disagree with any of that. Uh, we have some people weighing in, so we'll get to some of the reaction coming up next. We'll, we'll be very rivalry-focused uh, today. Obviously, a lot of interesting things, takeaways, and, and where both teams go from here. Uh, Tanner Mangum will be on the show at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Dennis Dodd is going to be with us at 4. Boy, do we have some stuff to talk to Dennis about. Indeed. So that uh, that will be great. Uh, Frank Dolce is going to join us at 4.30. So he can come on and have a love fest with Gordon. Boy, so glad we're doing this again this year. Uh, you really resent that, don't you? No. The fact that Frank and I have a strong relationship <laughs> and an admiration for good, solid, sound thinking. I mean, you feeling left out? No, not really. I just find it obnoxious, really. I'm sure he'll come on and just say, oh, Gordon, that last column you wrote, just magnificent. Uh, how you summed up that game in uh, merely 6,000 words is just, just remarkable. <laughs> I don't know. He might, uh, he might favor your side of what was the bigger story. Uh, excited Frank's back with us this year. Uh, he's going to join us at 4.30. And then Cole Fotheringham will be with us in the, in the 5 o'clock hour. We're not 100% certain. Uh, but probably in the first part of the five o'clock hour. All so right. stay tuned. We are live from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. And Ryan is joining us, of course. You know his voice. He's on with us every day. He's one of our buddies, Ryan, from the Dish Professionals. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? Good, good, good. How, uh, how was the weekend? You doing all right? You're, you're a... You're a Ute, uh, Ute guy. I know the office has a little bit of blue and red in it, but yeah. uh, are there people around here gloating? Are there people sulking? <laughs> I mean, how's it going? Well, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's a good and bad. I mean, I I, I can't say it. I don't entirely uh, uh, dislike. Uh, or like any one team, and obviously, I, I, you know where I live. You like you, I lived. Yeah. I lived particularly right next to you for years. So did you, and so obviously go for that. But you know, I, I love Kalani, so happy, happy for them. You, you are like us in in a way that you just want people watching sports, right? I mean, blue, red, purple, <laughs> right. orange, whatever. You're you just want people watching sports. Yeah, and you know this uh, this was definitely one of those games where everybody's watching sports and watching the games and uh, makes makes definitely the season more interesting and who expected it to keep going for Utah to keep winning well the David James point uh, it's never gotten to 10 no it's gotten to nine a couple of now three times right never gotten to 10 so so yeah it's uh you know and our goal is just to uh you know help the listeners uh watch the games and give them give them the uh, best uh prices and promotions and offers and make it simple and easy well, let's let's do just that, and you know, maybe some listeners out there were frustrated with what games they could watch and not watch, and uh, maybe had some programming issues and are a little grumpy about it today. Well, the, the time is now. Yeah, time is now. I know Saturday afternoon, uh, about uh, right after that Oregon game, got done watching that. I I really turned on the sports bar mode and had four different games going, yeah. and uh, that was pretty. That's pretty cool that Dish has that feature. You can pick four different channels of your choice, and in uh, on a big TV, it's a it's quite cool, and you can have a have a, you know little sports bar action at your house, and it's great for Saturday afternoon. I had uh, this is what I did yesterday for the 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 two NFL games. And listen, get the red zone, and then you don't have yeah. uh, any of these problems. But I watched both NFL games, and then had the AMC uh, uh, the uh, going in the in the other window, and bam, television watching <laughs> experience right there, <laughs> right amazing. There. No, but that's sports bar mode. Didn't is think super you're cool. Three things at once, did you? And I can't remember. I did have another window, but I don't. I don't know. I can't remember what was on that one. But it, honestly, it, it, up your experience. It does, yeah. And you know, that's Dish has twenty things that they offer that uh, nobody else offers. And today we've got a great deal. You know, we always like to do something special when you're here. Awesome. So uh, we like to give back a little cash. Um, so I've got a. Yeah, uh, $100 cash back on top of the two-year promotion, the two-year price guarantee, free movie channels, and the Google Nest Wi-Fi router. So uh, this How does that work, Ryan? How do you do that? 
The rap, yeah, how, how do you the, get the hundred bucks back? Um, I just write a whole bunch of checks. So <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. All right, uh, I, you get a you get a signed check from me, and I just mail them out to customers. <laughs> and uh, um, so Orion out of um, Saratoga Springs is, uh, was actually our thousand dollar winner. Nice. So uh, that made his day. Yeah, he was uh, he was super stoked. My salesperson beat beat me to the punch though i told her we drew the name i told her who the uh winner was and she was texting him almost immediately so when i called him he was like well i would have been surprised but carla had already <laughs> i already knew <laughs> carly already told me that's fire <laughs> right no, then no. Who fired? <laughs> oh, she just made a big sale that's all right. All right. You know, you, you make big, uh, you made, you make the sales. No, but Ryan wanted to present the surprise. You know, it's fun. I, I never really actually thought I would enjoy, uh, you know, giving back like that, but I really do. It's fun. It's cool. It's fun to do that. And, you know, the position we're in with Dish where they're giving us extra money and allowing us to give it back to uh, listeners, it's awesome. And uh, we want to give them the best price and the best experience. All right. You heard that. 100 bucks. You'll get a check in the mail signed by Ryan. I love that. 801-424-DISH, 801-424-3474, the Dish Professionals. Oh, and I got to mention, 8034 South State. If people want to come by in person, we do have jazz yeah. gear and Look at that. Megan, stuff Megan is uh, broken out the jerseys. Ooh, Just saying. Jerseys. Very Might nice. be a good idea to come by and get a jersey. 8034 South State. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate you. Thank you. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. After their emotional win against the Utes, BYU welcomes in another Pac-12 opponent as Arizona State rolls into Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is your Cougars at 30 update here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, first up, uh, let's, Kalani Satake was asked about what beating Utah on Saturday means to the program. Obviously, you guys know the streak that's going on. I think there's just a huge sense of urgency from the fan base, from everyone. And, you know, it's just nice to get the win for the fans, get the win for our players. I'm just really proud of them. And it was a, it was a great night. I just uh, want to thank the uh, University of Utah, their football team. That was a good game. And we've been on the other side of these type of games. And I thought it was a good slugfest. Just really fortunate and, and really feel happy that we got the win. And still have some things to improve on. Got to enjoy this win. And then we got to put it away and get ready for the next one. But just really, really happy that we got this win. This Cougar update brought to you by Mountain Mike's Pizza. From outstanding pizza and wings to great appetizers and desserts, get some Mountain Mike's Pizza, Pizza 3785 West, 104 South in South Jordan. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. Fresh off their win against Utah, BYU welcomes in Arizona State this Saturday for a showdown against the Sun Devils. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Band of the day today, Third Eye Blind, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, I honestly don't know. It, did they have more hits than this? Yeah. Yes. They have like five or six hits. Uh, Never Let You Go, How It's Gonna Be, Jumper, Graduate, I Want You. All right. 
That's Austin about is it. a fan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Austin yeah. said uh, when you selected it, Austin said seventh grade Austin is very pleased. <laughs> very what, happy. So what are we? What year are we talking, Austin? Uh, so when I got into them, it was like 97, 98. Them and Eve 6 were my world, man. All right. There you go. A glimpse into the music stylings of a seventh grade Austin Hort. Uh, okay, we are here at the Dish Professionals. Call them, 801-424-DISH. Get an additional $100 if you sign up during the big show. But you got to call them, 801-424-3474. I got the Twitter machine open if you want to give us some reaction to the game. At Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. Uh, Austin also is going to fire open the open mic feature today. So if you want to... Uh, uh, share your thoughts that way. Um, open up our app, go to the open mic. Uh, you can record up to 15 seconds of audio hit send, and it will go right to Austin in the control room. And, uh, we'll, we'll play the best ones throughout the show, but, uh, yeah, uh, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, go and give us some open mics here. Here's some, um, here's some reaction I've gotten thus far, Gordon, uh, stay swifty on Twitter says, I'm sick of Kyle and his vanilla offense. Uh, we'll never get good quarterbacks and receivers till he's gone. And then adds, last good quarterback, Johnson, and he was there before Kyle was head coach. Last great win, a disinterested Bama team. Tyler Huntley wasn't bad. Uh, he was He was okay. Well, he was good his senior year. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I I thought he'd really developed as a quarterback, and they had a good season his senior year, and he played well. Sven says, uh, all I know is BYU is all alone at in at first in the Pac-12 South standings and could take a commanding three-game lead this weekend. We, that's something we talked about on uh, coming into the season. It would be interesting to see how many Pac-12 games that, uh, that BYU gets because they're playing five, right? So these three, and then Washington State and USC at the end of the year, right? Yeah. And John correct. Wilder picked them to go 0-5. Well. Did he really? He, did. he picked He picked Arizona to beat him. Yep. Wow. By the way, didn't Arizona just get absolutely smashed by uh, San Diego State? David James, San Diego State uh, Aztecs over the weekend. You know, the thing Utah's is. Utah's next opponent. I just don't have a lot of patience for people who make predictions that don't come true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, let's see here. What's a Ute on Twitter said Gordon Monson is right that BYU and Jaron Hall were the bigger stories than Utah losing. Hall looks very special and complete. It was not expected. I, I expected Jaron Hall to be good against Utah. No, I don't know. He, right. I mean, he was really good against Utah. Made the plays. Uh, you know, we found out what a, what a gamer he is. But I don't. I don't know. I didn't expect him to be bad. Okay, but I mean, bad is a low bar. Okay. He showed athleticism. He showed calm. Sure, but he showed poise. He show, showed good judgment. He uh, and he was fleet of foot. But I guess my point is: is are you really that surprised against Utah? Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, a little bit. That's the biggest story of the game. I'm surprised. Oh, that's one of the. I am um, part of the biggest story. I am genuinely surprised that Utah's defensive line got pushed around. I am genuinely surprised but by that. Who am I surprised? If I surprised that that Jaron Hall made a bunch of uh, big plays, not really. I don't know if I would have predicted that, but he's certainly capable of it. We talked about it going into the year. I mean, I, I think questions still remain about can he go back and be a, a quarterback that can really, really deal, you know, and that's the next thing he'll add to his game. But is he capable of going out and making those big plays to win? Absolutely. That's not that surprising. It's the cumulative effect of everything BYU did. Right. And, and story why is game. that such a shocking thing? Because they haven't beaten Utah for nine times. Yeah, but they're coming off a year where they played really, really well. And we, yeah, we but you were the one that kept saying, "Oh, they lost all that talent to the NFL." Hey, true, true. That is that they they overperformed that aspect. I will give you that. But I don't know if I'm just shocked that well, BYU put it together. Okay, are you shocked about anything? I, I, I mean, BYU, yes, defensive BYU, look, Utah's defensive look, line Jake, getting pushed around. That never B, happens. BYU earned. Texas did it to him a couple years ago. Yeah. 
you picked one game two years ago. I mean, well, I think I mean, that proves my point. How many games were played between now and then? Right, where the Not defensive line was uh, pretty good. BYU played fantastic in that game, and I'm not going to diminish what they did by saying, oh, BYU won because Utah sucked. I, I don't want to do that. Uh, well, that's, that's kind of what that's you're doing. That's not what I'm trying to do because I think BYU went out there and won. I'm just not I – mean, BYU's a good football team. I'm genuinely surprised the defensive line got pushed around. I, I don't know how many people out there who aren't. That, and, you know, Witt said his team got tired. Well, Utah doesn't what? get tired all that often. What? <laughs> That's inexcusable. Thank you. I don't know what to, what to tell you. That surprised me. But somebody me. made them tired. That's what you're coming back to. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm not arguing credit. with that. I'm giving full credit to BYU rather than rip the Utes the whole show. But that I'm gives just, the Utes a pass, and I don't know. It doesn't give them a pass. It gives well, it gives BYU the credit for what they did, what they accomplished. And they deserve I don't know. I what, agree with I don't that. Know what are you arguing with? I, I don't know what's going to happen with BYU moving forward. They ha- they'll have to be careful, and Kalani is completely aware of this, about not getting fat-headed this week going up against Arizona State because – the Devils are good, and that they're going to have to be ready to play again. And I don't know whether BYU will be the Arizona State. What's the line on that? Devils by, what, two or something like that? I don't know. But if BYU beats – if BYU is good enough to beat Utah, and then they beat Arizona State, Jake, they could have one hell of a year. I agree with that. Because who's in line after them that's better than those two teams? Well, not USC. True. Not your beloved Trojans. Beloved Trojans. Who did they become my beloved Trojans? Who made the correct move moving to the air raid offense? Good move. Jake, it's a lot more complicated than that. I don't know if it is. It is. Because they kind of got hammered by Stanford. Yeah, they did. And, you know. I was never a Trojan fan. I don't know why you keep. You that. just thought it was a brilliant move. I did not say that. I was <laughs> Jake. I didn't say Remember, that. Remember, and I kept saying, "Oh, you're you no, know, you, you want you, you want certain body left, do you body right?" I understand. Which you I've never go, said that. I don't even know what that is. Nineteen sixties. I mean, I just think you should run the ball if you can recruit running backs. <laughs> Which honestly, if we want to bring this back to a, a Utes discussion, um, you know, if uh, if Makai Bernard is RB one. They're going to need a, a superstar at that position going into Pac-12 play. Can he be that guy? They're going to need. They're going to need. You know, I don't. I don't want to say Ty Jordan-like performances because that's an unfair standard. But they're they're going to need a baller. Well, I thought that Tavian Thomas played terrific against Weber, and I thought that Bernard had a nice game against BYU. Well, listen, if you can't hang on to the ball. Well, Witt's not, not going to play yeah. you. So I I, we and might that, have witnessed the end of Thomas. Yeah, I, that's kind of a problem that's got to be solved for it, him. But he's a he's a very talented Am dude. I crazy? And because I, I'm no running backs coach. So if there's somewhere uh, someone out there with more experience on this. But his upright rushing style is an issue, right? That's got to be part of the fumbling thing. Because you just, oh, he doesn't run behind his pads. You know, that cliche is he's more up and down. Eric it's, Dickerson did that. Well, he, how many Eric Dickersons have there been? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. BYU, if they're consistent and they're as good as they looked against Utah, I'm telling you, this year, I, I, if if they really are that good, you're not going to be talking about Utah. Utah blew it against the Cougars. You're going to be talking about how good BYU is. And I guess that, that depends on where both these teams go. Yeah, really. and we don't know that no, yet. No, we certainly do not. But, yeah, I, I, we, we don't really disagree on this other than the lens that we're viewing it through. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You're being stubborn, and I'm you're not, not coming off your spot. But I'm not you're surprised BYU played well. You're, this surprises you somehow. And I'm surprised that that Utah got pushed around a little bit. What I'm saying the is execution that, that BYU, don't necessarily BYU is me. the story. BYU is the story here, not the Utes. What BYU did against what I think is a really talented team impressed me, as it should. What do you think about this? Ryan tweets in and says, another year, another preseason Pac-12 title for the Utes. How many times do we need to hype up a Ute quarterback only to see them be extremely average before learning that this is who they are? Wait, why, why is he saying that? The Utes were 
a skosh away from Pac-12 championships in two out of the last three years. Mm-hmm. And he's complaining about the Utes? If I were to defend his position here, I would say that certainly that first Pac-12 title had nothing to do with who their quarterback was at the time. And the second Pac-12 title uh, was the one year where Utah has had good quarterback play since Brian Johnson. Okay. They had some injuries to their defense. I'm not making excuses for them, but there was some stuff going on with that defense in Oregon. Completely uh, took advantage of that. But uh, BYU's a story, man. I, I mean, I, look, I've sung the praises of the Utes for a long time because they've impressed me, but I've also pointed out their deficiencies. And what BYU did on Saturday night deserves nothing but praise. Not, oh, yeah, but Utah really had a bad game. Oh, well, Charlie Brewer and this, that, the uh, No, no. BYU's defense played a fantastic game, and their offense was – explosive enough to win and mm-hmm. came through in the clutch when it had to. Okay. End of story. Not a bigger story in my mind than Utah's shortcomings. <laughs> and the, the I don't know, the preseason Pac-12 title, that's a funny line. I don't know if I'm coming along with it that much, but there always is a lot of hype coming out of that camp. Yeah, for good reason. What good reason? They've been they've been this far away from Pac-12 championships two out of but the last we, three years. We have heard that about the quarterbacks every year. Like, oh, this is the year. Here it goes. They're going to light it up. Well, last year doesn't really count. And the year before that, Tyler Huntley had a, a really fine, fine year. Who's playing in the NFL? Yeah, but that year was good. I don't yeah. know if, All right. you know. You, so you so look at the numbers and they, you so know, well, then if, if that year was good, then why is everybody good at going on? Oh, this is a bunch of hullabaloo before that's the season one started. Year out of ten. <clears throat> did you see what Charlie Brewer did at Baylor? <laughs> what about a Utah? Pretty, pretty good. What about a Utah? He played well against Weber. So that's the only evidence we had going into this game. Okay, that's why that's intriguing because. <laughs> How'd you do against the Cougs? I need to hear from our listeners. Look, and if you want to rip me for making the pick that I picked Utah to win, go ahead and rip me. But I want to hear their answer to the question of what we're just, what we're going back and forth on here. Was Utah playing the way they did the story, or is BYU playing the way it did the story? On the uh, whatever we call that thing. Which is? I forget. You know, just call up and leave your 15 seconds. I want to hear it. What's it called? What are you What are you talking into right now? The hot mic. Okay, but now replace the word hot. Open mic. There you go. Open mic. Oh, open mic. Open mic. You yeah, got okay. it. Okay, now I'll remember it because I never pay attention to I, it when I you guys d- talk about it. I doubt it. it, but we'll we'll help you. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com today. Tanner Megum at 3. We're live from the Dish Professionals. 801-424-DISH. It's Call the, the open show. mic. Call the open mic. It's the 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> This is DJ and PK. Samson Nakua joins us now, BYU wide receiver. The schedule goes on, and it was a big emotional win. Fans stormed the field. We all saw all that stuff. How do you put that behind you now? Because you got a whole bunch of games. You got another Pac-12 team coming up this week. I think it's an easy win to put behind us. I think that game is just another game to us for what we have planned for this year, and we have to focus on this next game. We want to do big things this year. We want to show everyone that last year wasn't a fluke, that we can do the same thing, and it starts with this game again. We knocked out two Pac-12 teams already. Let's knock out one more Pac-12 team and then move into regular season and show everyone what we can do. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
The Utes and 50 update here on the big show. Here's Coach Witt uh, pinpointed the biggest difference between the Utes and the Cougs on Saturday First night. First of all, congratulations, Kalani, their football team. They played outstanding. You know, give them credit. They they won the football game tonight. Beat us in the line of scrimmage, which I would have bet my house going in that uh, we would not lose the line of scrimmage. My house isn't worth that much, so it's not that big a deal. But I would have, I would never have seen the uh, seen that coming where, where we didn't control the line of scrimmage. That's our mo. That's what we do best, and uh, we surrendered nearly 250 yards rushing. Uh, couldn't get a sack. Had zero sacks, zero takeaways on defense, which which is not a good recipe for uh, success. This update brought to you by our friends at Rough Tufts. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do some business with a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at roughtuff.com. That's roughtuff.com. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I don't know how you can call that anything but a great win for BYU. They led the whole game. Utah never even looked like they were in the game. So it's not a Ute blunder. That was a win for BYU. The Utah football team took its unspoken message from Kyle Whittingham. His arrogance permeated the thought, we are so good. If we show up, we win. (laughs) And they didn't. You guys realize there was NFL yesterday. So move on from the dumb BYU game. <laughs> it's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. We can get to some NFL a little bit later on in the show. We can we can talk about how bad the Jets are. But no, that, nobody wants to talk about the rivalry game. Doesn't mean anything no. to this community. Not at all. We'll play more open mics throughout the show. You can go ahead and, and leave those, and we'll play the best ones. Also getting a lot of uh, response on uh, on Twitter, and we can continue to share those. And this ultimately is the answer, Gordon, and I think both of you, you and I will acknowledge this, but, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. doesn't make for good radio. Uh, but Brendan says, can't they both be the story? Utah O-line was horrendous against a team who struggles getting pressures normally. BYU O-line was fantastic against a nationally recognized front seven. For me, it's a bit of both. Well, but it was more than just the defensive line for BYU. I mean, they were bringing all kinds of assets to the uh, to the issue and blitzing and causing problems for Charlie Brewer. They had a good game plan. I agree with you for sure. Bit of both, buddy. Bit of both. We're live at the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Uh, Ryan is jumping on with us once again. Uh, we mentioned the NFL. Red Zone's still going on? Red Can people zones, jump yeah. on that train still? Yeah, that's a uh, neat little extra with Dish right now. If you get set up, you get that Red Zone channel free for the season. Man, that thing is sweet. It is cool channel. Uh, I mean, you're, you're watching action all of the time. Like, you know, all of the time. I got a question for you, Ryan. Can I discontinue and then start up again and get all these goodies? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> looking for you're looking to looking for an angle here a way around the system. I suppose not. Huh? That wouldn't be fair. It doesn't, doesn't really. They don't really allow that. You don't can't do the. Uh, <laughs> I'll uh, check back. With, I canceled today. And I cancel today. Tomorrow. Reactivate tomorrow. They yeah. they kind of got that part figured out. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but if you don't have, currently have dish. Jump on that train. It's still out there. If you never watch the Red Zone channel and you're an NFL fan, true. Awesome. That tells, tells the listeners how much you like Dish, right? Oh, you ready to re-sign up? Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, what? it's the best option. Oh, Jake, I, you and I both did this. I think we did about the same time. You preceded me, I think, a little bit because I was on uh, on uh, DirecTV. And I said, wait a second. This isn't – and I, then I t- called you, Ryan. Yeah. I was asking Ryan, Ryan, what? why am I unhappy? And he said <laughs> – Get this, you moron. And I did, and been nothing but good. 
I've, I've tried them all um, for, for various reasons. Of course, a relationship with Ryan here, the dish professionals, I, t- I tried direct back in the day. Uh, I've tried the other guys. And by far, I've been with dish now a decade because I can tell you exactly when I got it. But uh, it's, <sighs> it's the best. Uh, I've, I've discovered, at least my opinion. And that's, and that's, you know, J.D. Power, number one, yeah. the last three years in a row. I mean, they've, uh, they've, they've continually, continuously won those awards. And, you know, Dish is just, they got a lot of simple, easy solutions. And, you know, all the way down to that remote locator, you know, you lose your remote. And um, I don't know if I just use that all the time, but it seems like I don't even bother. If I can't find the remote in 30 seconds, I just go push the little button on the front of the receiver and it starts beeping and it's the most brilliant little there. feature you never knew you needed <laughs> well, right i remember having that conversation with you because i trusted you because you've had all this experience with uh, both of these yeah, different systems for a long time and and you i figure you're as qualified as anyone in the world to address it and you said the same thing that jake had been telling me yeah get dish you know get dish you'll be happy yeah you know, and there's packages out there, you know, for – we see cord cutters all the time, that, especially last spring when height of the, the Jazz just on their tear, they were missing all these games. It blew my mind how many people were like, I haven't seen the games. I haven't seen – unless I was at a restaurant or a bar or something. And, and that's not a good solution because you can spend – more money at a one night at a bar than several right. months at a <laughs> that actually on your TV solution. 100% correct. <laughs> Jake knows all about that. I though. do. So, um, yeah, we, we know we have this great, you know, you can do the 120 plus, which is about 190 channels that get you all the games, uh, jazz games, Utah games, BYU games, Utah State games, all the collegiate games are there. NFL Red Zone, it's like 2 bucks a day, $2.18. Movie channels free for three months. The price is guaranteed not to change. We'll get you a Google Nest Wi-Fi router. And then today we're throwing in $100 in cash um, on top of that cash back from us. So it's a good opportunity. And we've got a lot of good games coming up. And it's a, I tell you, there's nothing more frustrating than not be able to watch sports if you're a sports fan. 801-424-8021-424-3474. And a great thing about the Dish Professionals, they make it easy. You guys, uh, I've had you out to my house many times yep. now, but, uh, I mean, it's simple, on time, work efficiently. It's great. So yeah. it's really, really easy. Call us up. We'll, uh, we'll make it painless. We'll upgrade your older, slow direct TV system or your overpriced cable system, or maybe you've got that uh, streaming service that's just not really getting you everything you need, uh, and you're you know, might be overpaying. Yep. Call us. Easy as that. 801-424-DISH. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Tanner Mangum joins the show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ready, ready, ready. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a disappointing loss in the Holy War, the Utes look to rebound as they hit the road to square off against an old Mountain West Conference rival in San Diego State. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.